Welcome to another week of Soap Secrets. We are back and we're mixing up this week, aren't we, Claire? Because we are going to have Hollyoaks first, because why shouldn't it be? It should always be first in my book. And it's a big week because Darren and Mandy's wedding day is, um, is upon us. It is. So we talked about this last week because we all know that Mandy's marry, marrying Darren um, to try and keep her daughter Ella's killer secret quiet. It's, it's going to be, I think this is um, Hollyoaks' second socially distanced wedding. So this is all very, I don't quite know how they're going to do this. It's going to be it's quite a tricky one, isn't it? You may now kiss the bride. I mean, I mean, you can't really in your visor. <laughs> Wear your mask. <laughs> so so we, we, we know that if, if there's a wedding and there's a secret and something big's going to happen isn't it it's really really going to be big she's desperate to keep her um her her daughter's killer secret um but um will the truth be revealed at the wedding i'm not going to spoil it for you hannah because i know you're desperate to know but i can say that mandy and nancy who is charlie's mum and darren's ex-wife go head to head there's a massive cat fight and nancy Darren's ex-wife kisses him. Now there is a proper snog, a proper snog. Um, that's because Jess Jess Fox, who plays Nancy, she she got her real life husband to stand in for Darren, so they had a a proper snog. Oh, so he kissed her back. Yes. <laughs> uh oh, this is oh dear. I can see where this is going. The thing I was wondering about this with these kisses and kind of stuff like that. I suppose if there's a big enough storyline, something like this might qualify for that. I guess there's something to be said for bubbling those two people, perhaps, in, in a sort of quarantine situation before. Although maybe we had all sorts of strictly trouble on us if we did yes. start to do stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. So where is this going to end? I don't know. But, um, you know, there's, there's been a proper snog. It wasn't a peck on the cheek. So oh, dearie me. Okay. As always, Hollyoaks absolutely delivers. Um, we also, um, uh, gonna, well, I'm hoping that Victor's going to be brought to justice well, this week. Yes. So this, so in the week that we're recording, Hannah, of course, we've seen Victor stab Sid and the, the, the fans were going wild, wild on social media about it. Um, and uh, so, yes, yeah, so uh, by the time this, this is released, there's been a week ago since, since we saw Victor viciously, viciously stab Sid. And um, so will, will he be brought to justice this week? Because this is the end of the county line storyline and Steve and Ollie okay. band together. And they're trying desperately hard to bring Victor down. And lawyer James, he just doesn't know where to go until there's a knock at his door. Is this the miracle that they've all been praying for? That's mm, hope. Yes. So I love it because one, as one sort of thing sort of concludes, another one absolutely kicks off. And then I know that when we speak next week, there'll be another story. I've, I've realised this the more we do this. It's kind of like there's the big storyline. There's something bubbling in the background yeah. all the time. Then that one becomes bigger while that one ebbs away. And it's, it's great. It is. It is. Oh, well, that was a good place to start. So, moving on, because we, as I say, we're going to mix it up this week, because why not? Um, Emma Dale. Something pretty shocking happens this week, doesn't it? Yes, it really, really does. And, I, you know, I, I was... I, I, I just thought... It is quite unpleasant to watch, actually, as well. So it's the stag and Hindus for Paul and Mandy's wedding, which is, which is in a couple of weeks' time. Um, and um, Vinny, you know, Paul's already hit his son, Vinny, once... 
Um, and uh, but Vinny is suspicious of Paul's story that he was kidnapped by Connor for his gambling debt a couple of weeks ago. We remember that um, Paul Paul Mandy had to come up with some money, and um, Paul was bundled into the back of a van. It was all very frightening. But Vinny discovers that his dad actually organised the kidnapping to con Liv, um, that's Vinny's girlfriend, out of her inheritance. How horrid is that? Oh, do you know what? I think this is where the addiction has just taken over all sense, hasn't it, at yeah. this point? It is, it is. Um, so so Vinny declares he's going to tell Mandy the whole sorry story this week and Paul sees red and he does something horrific and it is horrific. He beats Vinny so badly to a pulp that he thinks he's killed him. Oh, no. That is going to be horrible to watch. It is. It is really horrible. I really don't know how they're going to rehabilitate Paul from back from this. Do you, ha- Hannah? I don't know either. I don't know. I don't know whether there's going to... I mean, the thing is, though, I, what I do notice with a lot of these soaps, and, and us as the sort of British public, if you like, very forgiving, aren't we? You know, when somebody's done something wrong and they rehabilitate themselves and they apologise, we're all too willing to, to give them a second, third, fourth, fifth chance. And I don't know whether this is the same where we see us trying to if if they rehabilitate this whole situation correctly whether we'll be in a different place in a year's time i'm not sure yeah yeah um and also of course there was the exhumation wasn't there last week um and harriet's really really not mentally well is she she's not i do think though that this this is quite a good thing um because it does because normally you know in soap somebody kills someone and, and it has no effect on them um and yeah, I've always thought that. They don't ever worry about it. And in fact, it sort of seems to spur them on to do it more. It makes them more yeah. evil. So I think I think for this one, we see Harriet struggling with it. I mean, she didn't actually kill Malone. Actually, that was Dawn, who is having no side effects on killing, on killing him. But Harriet, you know, she helped... Car- you know, cover the crime up. And Harry's just a normal person, like you and I. You know, if we if we committed a crime, we would probably be really it would really affect us emotionally and throw us throw us, you know, into a mental spin. And it has thrown Harriet into a mental spin. Um and she wants to confess her crimes, um her crimes. And um so because she's a vicar and she's religious, she's asked Will to punish her. She's almost wearing a hair shirt. Um, and um, so Will tells everyone that Harriet has gone away on a retreat, but we see Harriet in the cellar with nothing more than her Bible and some food. What will happen? Oh, no, she's not going to die. This is horrible. This is like some kind of, like, flowers in the attic type. (laughs) It's horrible. (laughs) It is, isn't it? So, you know, only Will knows that Harriet is down in the cellar um, and um, anything could happen. So w- Will's quite happy to let this happen. Yes, I mean she's she she. It is it is like perhaps like um, in in some people go on retreats and other people other religious people they flog themselves to get rid of their sins. And I think so. She's sitting in this cellar with her Bible, thinking about things. But she really oh, needs dear. help. Is she lo- is she locked in there? No, because Will, uh, she could come out, yes. Okay, so if she gets really, it depends, I mean, if she's really mentally unwell, oh no, this, this could end very badly. Yes, yeah. It's a horrible storyline. Thanks for that, Emmerdale. <laughs> it is, isn't it? It is, a bit, it is, but I think it is quite good that we see Harriet's decline because she did help cover up a crime, uh, up a crime and she is a vicar and you shouldn't be digging bodies up 
and so this no. really has affected her yeah and uh, yeah understandably like you say it's quite nice to see a soap actually recognizing that someone would be affected by doing yes. something like that <laughs> um okay over in the in the square um I'm quite excited about this week because um, it's Sharon's last week in the Vic, isn't it? Before Linda and Mick return. Yes, I know. You're, you're oh. just that's going to make your your week, isn't it, Hannah? It is. It is. They're back where they always should have been. Yes, it is. So, um, so there is a bombshell for Cathy and Sharon this week when news comes in that Gavin, who remember was played by Paul Paul Nichols Nicholas, um, that he, who is. Kathy's ex and Sharon's biological dad because she was raised by Dirty Den but she was adopted so Gavin is her biological dad and he's died. He was a nasty, nasty gangster so no one's crying. Um, and uh, the two women decide to go to his funeral where they get a big shock. But what is this big shock? Mm. Can you tell me? I can't. I don't you want can't, to can you? <laughs> no, <I can't. laughs> it is a very big shock. So um, what does it mean for the pair? Um, and as, as you said, it's Sharon's last week in the Vic before uh, Mick and Linda return. And actually, you know what, as, as happens in soaps, they're actually just swapping houses. So Sharon's moving into their flat and they're moving back to the Vic. So Yeah, it's quite hard for Sharon, isn't it? Because yeah. it, as much as I want Linda and Mick back behind the bar and, you know, the equilibrium to be restored, um, I also feel like Sharon also has a part in, in there, doesn't she, really? Yes, yes. She felt she's, she's naturally at home there. She is. I mean, it, it was her childhood home. You know, when EastEnders first started, you know, Den and Angie and Sharon were the heart of the Vic, so that's... Yeah, they were. They yeah. really were. Now, I believe we have Victoria Wilson joining us to talk about Holby. Hello there. Um, we mixed it up this week um, and we are now going to talk all things Holby with you, Victoria, if that's okay. Um, now, it's an- another big week, isn't it, in the hospital setting? <laughs> um, Cameron, is he involved in yet another issue? Yeah, absolutely. This, this week's story very much centres on um, Chloe and her suspicions of Cameron. Now, you've got to remember, these two have been friends, flatmates, friends with benefits, and now she's she's got to a point where she really doesn't trust them at all. Um, obviously, most recently, we, we saw, we've, we've had the, patient, the death of her patient, Bobby Edwards, um, and, you know, she saw Cameron hovering around, and she maybe thought there was something not quite right about the, the circumstances surrounding his demise, shall we say. Um, so, anyway, she told... Um, her mum, Ange, that um, she basically thought Cameron was somehow responsible for for Bobby's uh, death, or at least sort of knew something about it. And, and um, now Chloe's deeply concerned about her mum. And uh, for Holby fans who've watched the uh, latest episode that's gone out, you'll know that Chloe has good reason to be. Um, good reason to be concerned as... as uh, we saw um, Cameron, having become aware that Ange was onto him, drug and kidnap her. Um, this week, we find a very dazed and confused Ange tied to a chair in the basement, her tormentor standing over her, considering his next move. Um, so anyway, Chloe's been suspended. Um, it was felt that obviously there was this this issue around Bobby's death, but uh, when the post-mortem came back, because she was his doctor, she was the one that ultimately got suspended. 
Cameron felt great about that, by the way. Um, so she's been suspended, but she returns to the hospital worried about Ange. Um, you know, she didn't come home last night. So, so Chloe really starts to panic when she finds um, Angie's car is still in the car park. Her belongings are still in her office. Uh, yeah, Angie herself is nowhere to be seen. Um, so definitely a red flag goes up for Chloe there. Anyway, meanwhile, back up, back up on AAU. Uh, Cameron's uh, due to perform a very, very complex surgery, but it's it's the sort of procedure that someone with with only Angie's experience really should should be around for. It's sort of way above his pay grade. Um, anyway, Cameron begs. Holby, um, Holby's boss, uh, Max McGarry, to let him start the operation in her absence. You know, he, he knows there's rumours sort of circulating around the hospital about his capabilities as a medic. Um, so he's he's very, very keen to prove himself. Um, as they uh, as they talk, though, Chloe bursts in. Um, she's adamant that, that Cameron saw Ange last and, and she demands to know where, where he is. Do you think, you know, the question is, I guess, will she work out what, what's happened? In in the early stages of, of sort of killer Cameron, as it were, you, you would think, OK, maybe he's, he, he's, his actions are somewhat justified and he was kind of doing things for, for the, what seemed like the greater good. But but as time's gone on, he he is just seems to be someone that, that gets off on murdering people. I mean, I spoke to, um, I actually spoke to Nick Jackman just recently um, about his character and I said, well, you know, it, it, he, he must have some redeeming features. You know, he must be, he, he's, he's at least a good doctor. And he actually told me himself, no, he isn't a good doctor. He can't even claim to be that. So, so, yeah, yeah. So um, this this story, this this week's episode, though, in terms of this storyline, has got a really interesting twist in that, um, Chloe, when, you know, when you want to dig for something in Holby, you always have to get someone else involved. And she manages to uh, enlist the help of um, AAU nurse and, and obviously Max's son, Louis, um, to, to help her do, sort of dig for dirt on Cameron. He's he's only too happy to help Um so he, he does some digging of his own, and it's not long before he makes a breakthrough. Unfortunately, though, there's a really dramatic turn of events, which means he doesn't end up being able to get the information to Chloe. So there's something else going on there in, in the whole big camera plot. Um, and also, um, we, as in the viewers and Max, discover that Hansen manipulated Rayhan's Ukeld um, score um, this week, don't we? Yeah, absolutely. Um, that there's that we find we definitely find out more about this sort of very complicated triangle be- between Sahira Shah, her dad Rayhan, and her one-time mentor um, Hanson, and and that that definitely sort of heats up this week. Um, basically, it all starts when when Nurse Donna queries how Rayhan managed to uh, shoot up the top of the transplant list for a new liver. Um, and it's revealed that it was actually Hanson, not his, not uh, Rayhan's daughter Sahira, who manipulated Rayhan's UCOD scores to sp- basically to spare a desperate Sahira to have to, uh, to uh, have to do it herself. Um, he, 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 you know, they go way back, Hanson Sahira, and he basically did this um, for her, despite how much he hates Rayhan, who we recently discovered abused Hanson at school. Um, anyway, Max McGarry finds out about this sort of indiscretion 
just as just at the moment that, that sort of Rayhan's new liver arrives. So she doesn't really have much choice but to go ahead with the transplant. Um, during the procedure, um, however, Hansen makes a mistake, which results in, in Rayhan ending up in a coma. Now, Hansen is the most incredible surgeon. Like, he's the one that you would want operating on you. But obviously, there's so much going on with him emotionally, and, and you do make mistakes. And, and there he is. He's got Rayhan on the table, his abuser, and something goes wrong. You know, when, when he comes out, he's, he's in a coma, and Sahira, they have a con- she has a conversation with Hansen, and she says, look, you know, I don't blame you. I, I know you, re- you just tried your best, but you're sort of left wondering... It's it's very interesting because it. I think I said the other week that this really explores. You know, Hansen has such a love for Sahira, and and obviously Leila Ruas came back as the character just recently. But anyone who's who's watched Holby for some time knows how very close they were in the past. Um, you know, he really holds a torch for her, but he absolutely despises her father. So it's you know he he has to put that aside. To, to really help her but obviously as you say he's still only human and he has he has these other other um, sort of feelings too so it's a real tricky one but but you know we're loving seeing more of, of uh, Guy Henry as handsome um, anyway viewers really love him so it's nice that he's he's being put front and centre again oh my goodness it's all going on in Holby. Now, I'm I'm kind of inclined, like I normally do, to jump from Holby to casualty from one hospital ward to another. But because we're mixing up so much this week, I'm going to go back to Claire and we're going to talk about Corrie, if that's all right, Claire. Of course. Okay, so obviously Will Meller, drug boss Harvey, made an appearance last week. Um, and, and we see that, um, or we discover that this week, that Leanne is making a deal with the devil to try and save Simon. Yes, she has. And what a deal. What a deal. She's done a jan from casualty. She, you've guessed it, Hannah, since Simon owes Harvey £2,000 and Leanne can only come up with £1,000, she has to start selling drugs to pay off the debt. Oh, no. So it's just like, it's just literally shifting the issue. So now Simon's not in it, Leanne's in it in a big way. Yes, yes. Yes, she is. I mean, how scary, scary is that? Because people who buy drugs, some of them are a bit shifty. And she's a she's a nice she's a nice lady. She's you know she's not she's not really cut out for. She's the not really like kind of a hood rat, is she? <laughs> no, not in any way, shape, or form. And I think she gets herself into some scary situations where you know it, it is it is unpleasant. But you know what? Um, she's almost like the perfect drug drug um, person to 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 sell these drugs because. If you looked at her, you wouldn't in any way, shape or form think there's a drug dealer, would you? She's very unsuspecting, I'd agree. In fact, probably, I suspect that Harvey is delighted with this trade. Yes, yes, yes. And, I mean, he's so good. You know, they've brought Will Meller in. And, yeah, I mean, this is such a great storyline for both Leanna and um, Harvey. You know, know, it's a really big, meaty storyline. You know, just, just how far has Leanne fallen now? You know, she's she's... Who'd have thought at Christmas when she was deep in in sorrow over and grief over the death of her her little son that, you know, three months later she'd be dealing drugs to try and save her other son, Simon? Yeah, I 
mean, yeah, you couldn't have actually imagined that this could happen, could you, in such a short no. period of time? Although, I have a secret feeling that she can rehabilitate drug boss Harvey and that they'll fall in love and then there'll be a, a storyline there. <laughs> One step too far, perhaps? I okay. think that's majorly too far. Okay, all right. I think, I think Nick still still holds a torch for her despite you know despite everything uh, you know grief does does funny things to couples sometimes it, it it pushes them apart sometimes it brings them closer but he's given her space to work through well, he thinks he's given her space you know um to work through her grief and but i you know he i think i think i i'm 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 hoping that that they will get back together yeah, I mean, it does seem the right fit, but, you, you know, a lot of things can happen between breaking up and getting back together, Claire. That's what I'm saying. Yes. We've been doing this podcast for long enough now. <laughs> um, and we see Alina making a move on Tyrone um, and also confessing her feelings, don't yes. we? Yes, yes. Yeah, this is um, this is this is just just such a such a shocking storyline because I thought Fizz and Tyrone were kind of like the new Vera and Jack Duckworth, mm. um, and that, you know, and Vera and Jack were a very strong couple despite their money troubles, and they had lots of money troubles. And Vera was a bit shouty, wasn't she? She was always having a fight with someone and mouthing off. They, they were, were very that st- is a really good comparison. That's exactly what they could be, I guess. Yes, yes. But so here's Alina, um, and she's made a move on Tyrone, and um, she confesses her feelings. And you know what? You know, Tyrone's a simple man, isn't he? Because um, he's a mechanic, and when he discovers that Alina knows her way round a car, he's even more smitten. Mm, of course he is. <laughs> nothing, nothing more attractive. <laughs> <laughs> than, than, than grease on, under your fingernails. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the Kylie Dungareed look, remember, from yes. Neighbours? Yes. I never did quite understand that one. I never did master it. Tried it. (laughs) But there's going to be tears, isn't there? Because actually Fizz, who sort of has been kind of a bit... I I, I suppose taking him for granted for a while isn't any longer. No. And um, she hasn't told him... She hasn't told him, but she's decided to organise a surprise wedding for her and Tyrone in Greece. So... um, Do you think he's going to let her down? He's not going to... throw everything away for one silly thing who knows who knows he's a he's a he's a he's a man having a a midlife crisis they do odd things (laughs) yeah that's true he could buy a sports car or he could go for a much younger woman or he could do both yeah yeah could do both (laughs) or just go for a girl who likes a car (laughs) this instance (laughs) oh my goodness me that is gonna be i don't want to see heartache for fears I want her to be happy. I know she's sort of dropped the baton a bit recently. But she has. Still, she doesn't. you don't deserve that, do you? No, no, she doesn't. Oh, she's very typically Corrie, Fizz. She's, she shouts mm. Corrie. There are, you know, Tyrone used to live with um, uh, Jack and Vera. So, yeah, so they're very, you know, they are a very Corrie couple. They really are. Because, okay. you know... Yeah. Mm. Sorry, sorry, Claire, I interrupted you. No, I was going to say, because, you know, they, they, they've had lots of tough times and they've come through it. Yeah, they have. They really have. And, I, and yeah. it would be... I, I think they're unbreakable. We'll see yeah. a, a, a Mick and Linda-style return. It'll be fine. <laughs> I'm burying my head in the sand, like an ostrich. Um, OK, um, last and definitely not least, casualty. Um, uh, casualty fans would kind of really like, I suppose, Faith and Dylan to... Be- become a couple i think wouldn't they um, um yes and this week we we see faith take a step away from her husband lev 
Yes. So just like you, you always wanted, you know, Mick and Linda to get back together and stay together and be together forever. You know, the fans, the casualty fans really, really want Faith and Dylan to make a go of their relationship. Um, But of course, you know, like Faith wanted to give her marriage one more chance. Um, She's got three children with husband Lev, but, um, you know, she's really struggling. And this week we see her... um, struggling to move on from the fact that Lev slept with a man last year so every time funny funny that she can't move on from that (laughs) massively Mm -hmm. so every time we see Lev chatting to a man in 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 the ED department for you know just really innocent reasons she's thinking is he flirting with him is he chatting him up you know is he making a move what's going on and you know this must just be eating her up it's eating him up Mm. um and um and and then we see that she's actually put a tracker on his phone so i mean it's kind of you kind of it's at the point of no return then if then when that trust has broken down that much it's just it's not happening is it Yes, completely. You know, if you're tracking your husband to 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 see where he is, um, you know, it, it, it's really you're in a bad place. Mm. And um, and she goes to confront Lev um, with, you know, she says, "Are you gay? Are you gay?" He's he's in denial, saying no. Um, but then, you know what? We discover they haven't been intimate since the incident with the um, with the man last year. So. So yeah. they have a lot of issues in their in their marriage, don't they? Oh, loads, and probably ones that can't really be fixed. I would probably say. Yeah, yeah. Um, but she she's. Um, I mean, I'm wondering whether she's going to seek comfort from Dylan. She does. She pays him a late night visit. Mm-hmm. It's really nice, you know, because Dylan Dylan lives on a houseboat. You know, Hannah. It's such a nice. We such you a lovely what? houseboat. I, yeah, I love houseboats. <laughs> Really so, great. Yeah, so so I was thinking, how cold are they in, in winter? <laughs> yeah, I would imagine quite cold. Oh, I don't know, because they're quite small. They're not massive, are they? No, no. I don't know, without cold water underneath. Yeah, I don't know. They're nice to look at. Let's leave that there. <laughs> yes. Well, his, Dylan's got a very nice one. Um, so, yeah, so she goes to, vis- she goes to visit him. Um, you you know. can hardly blame her, can you? I mean, really. No. Just want her to have some happiness. And we've got... Um, uh, Phoenicia as well. She's struggling um, after looking after uh, Bodie um, on her own. Yes. And although Ethan is helping co-parenting, I think Phoenicia needs more than that. She does. She does. You know, don't forget. You know, poor Phoenicia. She's still a brand new mother, and she didn't have the easiest um, birth. No. It wasn't <laughs> <laughs> probably the least easiest. <laughs> so I would say she's she's still struggling with a little bit of trauma from that. I don't suppose giving birth in the middle of a forest and then your baby having suspected sepsis straight afterwards um, and and a bit of preeclampsia thrown in there is 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 something you just walk away from quickly. Mm. Um, uh, so I, I think she's she's also on her own, um, and so Ethan's living in a nice house and um, uh, a little bit away from her. So and he's, Ethan's just a bit weird. So instead of phoning her up, he emails her. Just like I think she needs she needs she she needs she needs she needs. Um, human contact because mm. at the moment she's on her own she's a single mother she's just seeing li- the little baby she she just needs to talk to other people and she has a touch mm. of the baby blues because um she's absolutely she keeps keeps envisaging the baby rolling off the changing mat or or the all standard push- stuff let's be honest yeah. i mean that is yeah. always the worry anything like that when they're, they're so small you know, when you bring them home from hospital you think gosh I, what do i, I mean there's no manual is there no 
No, there isn't. And I mean, just because you're a paramedic doesn't mean to say you know how to be a mother. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yes. So Ethan finally asks Phoenicia to move in with him as co-parents only. He makes that very clear. You can have your own room. Um, (laughs) Oh, but it's not going to end there, is it? Because surely the relationship's going to develop. Surely. Well... I would like to see a relationship develop between the pair because they're perfect. And you would like to see a relationship. But Ethan's a little bit tricky and um and also we have the we have the um we have the Huntington's disease secret between them. Of course them. we do. Yeah, I keep forgetting that's gonna come back to haunt, I think. I think so. It's a yeah. big it's a big secret. Yeah. Wow. Another bumper week. Thank you, Claire. Absolutely brilliant. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, we're one week closer to lockdown, hopefully coming to an end. Um, so do keep yourself safe. We've done. We've gone this far for this long. We can keep doing it. Um, and we will see you next week. 